I was just thinking about that time when I was dirty. I hadn't showered in a long time. Mm-hmm. I had to use these like awful, disgusting public restrooms. There were bugs everywhere. I didn't even have a bed. That sounds pretty intense. It was. Like it was camping. camping. <laughs> Campers. I want to talk about camping as well. Yeah. And because I uh, I don't know how to talk without preparing way too much information, I looked up the history of camping a little bit. Yeah. And no guarantees that it's accurate, but um, the first campsite was in Gunnery Camp in Washington, Connecticut. So I didn't realize this was a place, Washington, Connecticut. Mm. So if you're looking for it, it's, it's north of Horse Heaven, but west of Bethlehem oh, in great. Connecticut. Okay. Yeah. Horse Heaven. North yeah. Of, what can be north of horse heaven? <laughs> that sounds about as north as you can get. Pony heaven? I don't know. Uh, so wait, that's the first campsite <laughs> in the United States? or I, That's like recorded as the first campsite. The campsite so camping, like that someone paid to go to. That was. It like, was like, I don't have a lot of details. It's just, okay. it was a guy named Gunn and his wife set up a campsite for men. <laughs> In 1861, oh. okay, and they called it Gunnery Camp. I don't know what they did there. It was, and apparently, the word "camp" from comes from the word "encampment" for uh, military stuff. It sounds like they they had a lot of gunplay on this Gunnery Camp with Ooh. Mr. Gun himself. But uh, it wasn't popular. <laughs> Camping wasn't that popular. There was one camp, literally. So in 1869, I don't even know what was going on in U.S. history at that point. A guy named William Henry Harrison Murray, he has so many names, uh, published Camp Life in the Adirondacks. He was a minister and he gave sermons in Boston and he took vacations in the Adirondacks and and did camping-like activities and wrote sermons about them that were very popular, apparently, uh, for his Boston acolytes. I don't know what people at a church are called. Accolades, parishioners. Par- I, don't know. I don't know. But anyways, you he wrote people? sermons, uh, very descriptive sermons, like about the way of life and stuff, and then published them into a paper, and then eventually got into a book, which was very popular. Kind of popularized the idea of camping. It was still a lot of inaccessibility, though, not a lot of ways to get around in the country at that point. Uh, but in the nineteen eighteen, oh, oh, that's later. <sighs> Spoilers. In the 1918, spoilers. that was that was our big spoiler. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so more camps started showing up in 1814. The YWCA founded mm. Sea Rest in Asbury Park. Oh my goodness. New Jersey. New Jersey. And then uh, a few years later, the the YW or the YMCA set up one. And camping was also becoming popular in the UK. Apparently they do boating and stuff there. Mm. Boat camping. Sounds fun. I like boating. I like camping. Boat camping. Mm-hmm. In 1892, John Murray start Mur Mur started the Sierra Club, <laughs> which is an yeah. organization devoted to environmental preservation. Ah, uh, I've heard of them. They really? 
the Sierra Club. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. I haven't, but uh, apparently they helped get the second national park registered. I can't remember what it was. I didn't write it down because I'm I'm stupid. Uh, but anyways, don't be so hard on yourself. Kyle. Okay, I didn't write it down because I lack foresight in some aspects. But yeah, he wrote a book. No, he didn't. <laughs> Another guy wrote a book though. Thomas Hiram. He he founded the Association of Cycle Campers, renamed the Camping Caravanning Club in the UK again, because uh, UK and US were kind of both trending towards camping in the same timeline. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cultures at this point, I guess, were kind of influencing each other. Uh, he actually took a 12,000 mile journey across the Americas that he made in 1853. And he, he became a lifelong camper and wanted to spread, spread the joy of camping to the UK and other places. So he wrote a book, probably made some money too. Mm-hmm. But then this is where the trains come in. Chicka, 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 I'm confused. What does trains have to do with camping? Yeah, it's pretty cool, right? So I didn't know this, but uh, there was apparently some effort by train companies to lobby for environmental purposes. I don't know if they were overall good. I didn't look up the the overall political motivations of trains on every aspect but in at least in some regards they did advise for for they lobbied congress to make like national parks and things they actually helped lobby to make yellowstone the nation's first national park they also came together and said we're going to get rid of billboards on train tracks so that people can admire the views so they were trying to like enhance their product by making things prettier making more destinations uh, like Yellowstone and things like that, I guess. Uh, but it had a it had a good effect on the culture and the 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 environmentalism as well. In 1915, I thought this was notable. Their lobbying efforts included a huge display showing off the parks that their passengers lines served. So they built a four and a half acre replica of Yellowstone National Park with working geysers. Whoa! Yeah. Where did they build that? Uh, it was in a Panama Pacific International Exposition. I guess it was in Panama. I don't know why they did it in Panama. Maybe the maybe I don't know, but that's where they decided to do that. And they they uh they did some cool stuff for the for camping, and they helped people get to campsites and stuff. But then people got cars in the twenties and money. Woo, money. Uh, they made the money. They made the money. What? <laughs> Who's they? The people. The people made the money and got <laughs> the money. Isn't that like illegal? Just making money? Yeah, I would think so. Laundering, okay. you know. I'm sure there was money, money laundering in uh, in the 20s. Uh, but yeah. So for various reasons, people had money in the 20s. Okay. 20 money and. So, and they got access to cars. So that's when camping exploded. Did we just both so, make an explosion noise? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. This, you know, camping and explosions go hand in hand. Pretty much. Yep. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's probably a fun thing. I've never done this, but I'm sure a lot of people 
do fireworks and other various explosives while they're camping. Probably not at campsites, though. Uh, <laughs> so that, that's when it exploded. It increased the number of campers increased by an um, order of magnitude to three million a year. Explosions. Mm-hmm. Three million. Three million explosions. explosions. Oh no. But yeah, uh, it, it's just the economy booming. And then apparently yearly, besides a few exceptions like the Depression, camping has been more and more popular every year, as especially with increasing urbanization. That's um, I'm nearing the end. Uh, we're Yay! getting to 86 million households camp every year. Uh, the household. Which is the whole household it's crazy they take their house camping it kind of (laughs) seems like it defeats the purpose you need a giant tent for these houses (laughs) don't want your house to get wet it's like fumigation when you know with um bug stuff you get one of those tents and you're like that's what you need to go camping yeah that's pretty cool 86 million of those that's crazy that's a lot Uh, of space that you'd have to use for camping mm mm-hmm uh, I remember in Breaking Bad, they used those fumigation tents to cook meth. Oh, see, there are more, more than one use. Also, I'm really kind of tempted now to get a tent for my house and just put it up. And when people ask what's going on, I'll just say, my house is camping. <laughs> that would be great. I support it. All right. So then, oh, the other thing I wanted to mention, too, is diversity is increasing every year. Mm. especially after covid like for some reason uh camping is a predominantly caucasian activity for whatever reason mm. i don't know but it's it's been increasing in diversity every year which i think is fantastic because the more people the more different types of people get to experience nature in some aspect the more people will you know have a better understanding of the world we live in a more holistic understanding because a lot of people probably spend most of their lives in cities don't have a good uh good idea of what nature actually is and i know camping is a little it's a sterile version of nature compared to like a lot of rainforests and woodlands and stuff but it's still a lot more you're a lot more in touch with nature uh when you're camping it so also I, think, de- I think depends on the kind of camping that you're doing too that it's more sterile, yeah. sterile version yes yeah yeah i have, what, I have what? Some, there's more than one kind of camping there's so many kinds of camping and i have a list Holy crap. Yeah. How convenient. Yeah. I'm not good at transitions. Oh, wait, are you so, done? You're done with your, yes. your history lesson? Yeah. Uh, let me, write, let me, I think I just, nope, I'm not going to use that joke. I got to use that joke at some point, unless you want me to just blow it here. Oh, look, a mode of transportation that is a stick on wheels. That should help me segue into the next topic. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to talk about, well, I'll let, so you, I'll let you. We can transition into different types of camping because, yeah, there are different types of camping. As as uh, people are you on... Hearing vi- sorry, sorry to interrupt. Have you been hearing vibrations on my side? Every now and then. Sorry about that. I had my phone resting on top of my microphone. Probably and, not the best place for it. And apparently you're popular. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's one of those group chats where everyone's talking about like spinach and stuff. And it's like, I don't care. Actually, I do care about spinach, but I don't know if I've ever been on a spinach group chat, but now I kind of want to try that too. This this episode is opening up so many possibilities for my life. Yeah. How do you feel about spinach? 
I love spinach. Like whenever I buy, I buy that for salads, basically spinach. Oh yeah. Same. I, I just eat plain spinach sometimes too. And then I pretend I'm like a, a dinosaur or something eating a tree. I'm like, Ow. <laughs> That's awesome. Ow. Mm-hmm. And when you cook it, it's like, get you get your your spinach leaf that's like the size of i don't know a pancake and it turns into like the size of a quarter oh my gosh you fill the pot and it's like how is this ever gonna fit and then all of a sudden it's like a minuscule amount of spinach Mm -hmm. it's interesting that's uh that's for a different day when we talk about vegetables oh yeah (laughs) and that's how vegetables uh the weeks of our lives Anyway, um, so I went off of basically I wanted to find different types of camping and I found one article that I'm just like, bingo, bongo, and just stayed there. It is called the 19 different types of camping from survivaltechshop.com. Bingo, bongo, bingo, bongo. And um, they listed 19. I think that for the sake of time, I won't go through all 19 of those, especially because a lot of them had to do with like weather. Um, you know, like winter camping and they did a a thing called dry camping that I guess is like RV camping without any hookups or anything too and stuff. But, um, some of the camping that I think is most popular is obviously tent camping, which as you can see, I'm in my tent right now. I'm outside of my tent. You can see it on Instagram. I don't know if that's a a tent. It looks like more like a camper. I think it's a pod. Oh, okay. So there's tent camping which we've done before. Um, typically mm-hmm. I get a tent. I have a tent that is really large and should sleep about six people. And it just about fits me and my partner and my dog because we take up a lot. I like, I like to have the air mattress. I like some storage space, everything like that. So bring like a dresser. Yeah. I have a dresser with me. <laughs> There's also RV camping, which we also have done in our lifetime. Yeah, we I don't remember it, but I definitely have done it. We started out with a tent camper, which was a really old tent camper that we owned. So it was like a trailer off of our van. Oh, like a caravan. We had a van that it was a trailer that was like a little box. And then when you get to the campsite, you pop open this box and then there's like tents. What's in the box? (laughs) There's tents that go out the side, but it's like a body of a camper. Whoa, <laughs> this cool. Really, this is really weird to explain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it pops up and then like that the middle part it has like the it could have a little table, a little kitchen area, and then the sides pop out like little tents and that's where you sleep. Oh, so, cool. we used Sweet. to have one of those and every time we went camping it would rain. <laughs> and this was an old camper. So it would basically the roof was kind of like dipped in and the rain would get stuck up on the roof and we oh, forget man. about it by the time we went to leave. So then when we were taking down the camper, someone always got soaked hey. because the rain just like went whoosh and off onto one side. So that's tent that's camping. Cool. We also had um <laughs> yes. RV camp. Uh, that's is that considered a tent? No. Okay. We also had a motorhome. I also remember that being parked out on on just somebody's lawn for a long time when we were just chilling there. Our lawn? I don't think so. It oh. was on it was on a different street. It might not have been ours. Okay. I don't know. I'm I'm my my brain wires are crossing. Well, we did have it in our yard for a while too. 
which is apparently one of the types of camping is backyard camping, which we would do. We would do backyard camping. Cool. Get it set up and it'd be like a little adventure, but you're at your house still. Um, we had a motor home as well, which was nice because then everything's pretty much set up and you can tow a boat behind you, which we did. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Or a car. I've seen that. Yep. I've always wondered if you're allowed to use the toilet when, when the RV is driving down the highway. Hmm. I think you can. It's not like okay. it goes out. Like when you flush it, it just goes out into the middle of the street or anything. Oh, okay. There's like a tank. It's, oh God. Do you have to clean that? You have to dump. There's dump zones oh, that you go to. Maybe we shouldn't talk too much about, about this aspect of camping. Yeah, I, I don't know how we got there. It's a pretty pretty crappy topic. <laughs> yeah. But uh um, I also remember hearing about I think it was Dave Matthews band's tour bus. Uh they dumped their toilet while they were driving over a bridge and it landed on some people that were boating underneath. Oh no, that's terrible. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it was Dave Matthews Band for particular, but anyways. <laughs> Do I sound like that's our our Dave wow. Dave Matthews Band moment there. That was fantastic. I felt like I was at one of the concerts. Mm. That's good. I've never been, so I don't know how that would feel. But I just feel like I I know very very much about them. <laughs> um. So those are like the two main ones that we would do: is tent and RV or our camper camping. Well, that sounded silly. Camper camping. Um. There's more rustic ways, especially for tent camping. There's backpacking, where you carry everything that you need, including your tent or your hammock or whatever you're going to sleep in that night. Everything you need into a backpack, and you go hiking. And I'd have to. I'd have to carry my TV and my PlayStation Five. You'd have a very happy backpack. <laughs> yeah. That might also, not be... what is what does rustic mean? It means like not modern. You're kind of like more in the elements of camping, I guess. More <sighs> like there's no electricity, no bathrooms, no PS fives, no All right. uh, TVs <laughs> or anything like that. Okay, You're so kind more of, more more into the nature aspects yes. of it, less less into the technology. Correct. Or small technology, if you do have it. No. I'm sure there's some crazy gadgets, <laughs> multi multi tools that have wrenches and stuff. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't know why you need a wrench camping. Maybe not a wrench, but like a knife and like scissors and. Well, uh, backpacking actually is a really intense rustic way of camping but then there is something called survival camping oh jeez which have you watched alone ever i have oh it's yeah a good show. you watched it at my house yeah so the for the those that don't know alone is a is a show about survivalism where the the people get like they get to choose 10 items in addition to like a tarp and a flint and stuff so they get 10 items like an axe uh pillow if they want it so that's that kind of stuff and they just have to survive yep. in in the middle of nowhere with no connections no no cell phone service they just and they have to film themselves while they're doing it so it's a pretty good show it gets a little intense but uh, it's, it's a good show not really because ah. they don't have tents oh <laughs> but yeah 
there's there's some near death experiences yeah. that are caught on camera and it's kind of crazy. Well, according to this article, survival camping pretty much the aim is to become self-sufficient. The aim the aim of survival camping is to become self-sufficient and survive. So I yeah. I couldn't do that. You have to get your food by hunting and gathering. You have to create your own fire without like all of the gasoline and all the tech to make a fire, you know, make a fire with that stick thing. I forgot what it's called at the moment. Um, <laughs> or a flint. Thing. Flints are a little bit cheating. Fire starter, fire stick. I don't remember either. <laughs> it's like the wood and the thing and you got to make it go really fast in circles and on the wood and then yeah. create like an coal piece or something like that mm-hmm. fire is a cool thing i like fire fire is very very central to camping because mm-hmm. it's there for cooking for surviving for warmth scaring away animals all that stuff mm-hmm. or if you're stuck somewhere have a fire and someone would be like hey there's a fire and then they'll be like there they are oh well, yeah kyle is doing a forum right now of glamping which is glamour camping i don't know why i just showed the audience we don't have video yes <laughs> but Whatever. glamping combines camping with the luxuries of a home or a hotel Ooh. so some of that could be like your examples are like your pod that is behind you right now or a yurt which is like Ooh. a circular tent house like thing sorry i might something in my eye yurt a yurt yurt, yurt, uh, yurt a tree yurt, house yurt, yurt. Ooh. which i've never gone camping in a tree house have you that sounds fun it does no um you mentioned earlier boat camping which is also could be kayak or canoe camping as well so with boat camping i guess you could camp out on your boat but with kayak or canoe camping the theory is <laughs> that you get to your campsite by boat or um your canoe or your kayak Okay. So you can go places that people really can't hike or that um, there's no roads to or something like that. Man, that sounds so cool. I love exploring and just like being able to, I couldn't do it. not without a lot of preparation, but just being able to explore unhindered by like, you know, I can't drive into that, that forest. The trees are too close. You, you just walk there, you know, or, oh, the river goes down this way, but you can't access it. But you can because you're in a kayak. That's so cool. Yeah. You get to see things that like only a tiny percentage of the population could actually go see. Mm -hmm. And even a tinier population actually has seen. Yeah. And obviously with this type of camping, you can't bring as much either, Mm -hmm. which kind of makes it a more rustic type of camping. And you're not near electricity or facilities of any sort. So there's... um. Speaking of driving, you mentioned driving. Um, there's something called overlanding, which is a fusion of camping and off-roading. So if you have one of those crazy cars that can go off-roading, you just go rawr, 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 and then drive all the way and and then you go camping wherever you end up. So it's like the kayak one, except the kayaking one is like the, the packpacking, except you have a kayak holding your stuff so yep. you can have more stuff. And then, then overlanding is like you have even a bigger vehicle to hold your stuff yeah exactly um and from there there is a lot of um setups now that you can do rooftop camping on your car if you have a specific type of car 
you can set up a tent that actually goes on your rooftop that has like a little ladder or Ooh. even in your car, you could go camping, which is car camping. <laughs> camping. Car camping, which I've done before that. That one I've done because I didn't feel like setting up a tent. And uh, <laughs> we were doing one night group camp, like with a group of friends and it was going to be really cold. So we just slept in the car, but I have a hatchback, put down the cool. seats in the back put down a sleeping Call out. Pad. was that related to the 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 hot air balloon thing no no okay no it was up uh, in the air a friend's birthday above it all oh above it all above it all amazon prime <laughs> mini doc that you can check out similar to canoe or kayak camping there's also bicycle or motorcycle camping you just go out on your bike or your motorcycle um there's also people probably used to horse camp Oh, just yeah, like absolutely the same thing, except they just have their their sleeping bag and their their whatever the old timey equivalent of a tarp was. Well, if you think about it, like anyone going out back in the day, they would just camp like they set up camp wherever they are mm-hmm. to go out on their horse or their dragon, go where they want to go. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, all right, this looks like a good spot to sleep tonight and or find a cave cave camping. Oh, that's one that they didn't write down. Ooh. Huh. I should write them a note. Um, (laughs) There's also, well, speaking of which, there is history camping where people camp doing reenactments. Oh. So that could be like the Civil War, medieval times, the Wild West. You you reenact that time period and only use the tools available at that time period. That's cool. That sounds interesting. Yeah. I feel like I feel like you could be a good reenactor. Go out and do some some LARPing and stuff. LARP. Ye Uh, olde cowboys. Howdy. Howdy, partner. (laughs) There we go. See, you're ready. Yeah. There's also... I'm going to eat some beans. um, More camping, because that's what we're talking about. There's, um, instead of having a tent, people do just sleep out in hammocks. Like, when they don't have a proper especially if they're on a hilly or weird area it's nice to have a tent that has if you have trees that you can hook it up to i mean a hammock did i just say tent i don't know what i just i think so (laughs) but i've also i have also seen now ham like hammocks that have tents on them like they're like hammock tents that's so cool i was just gonna say you gotta hold an umbrella all night though if it rains that sounds exhausting yeah but if you have a if you have a tent over it that's that solves that problem yeah it's pretty neat one type of camping that i've also have done is lean-to camping so a structure either you build a lean-to or one's already built i have not built a lean-to but um i went in one that was already built and you're just uh, you, I'm leaning. You're kind of out in the open, but you have a roof over your head. It's very strange. It's like half of a house, half of a cabin. Oh, weird. Yeah. I'm having trouble picturing it. It's kind of like uh, half of an A-frame. So the roof is like goes from the ground up. And you you might have walls on the oh, sides, but it's like okay. an open in the front. Oh. Okay. So the one I stayed in had a, a floor and everything, walls, the roof, but then it was just open. Okay. Kind of like a so stage. They just, they just built a house and cut it in half. And then they put one half in one place, one half in yeah. another place. And, yeah. Exactly. And you have two lean tos. Yep. So I've stayed in one of those before and it was kind of a crazy experience. I stayed on a uh, a cot 
So I was elevated off of the floor because it kind of freaked me out just laying out in the open on a floor. Uh, but other people that I was with had also stayed on the floor. Whoa. Were they okay? They, we all survived. We Whoa. all made it. So that's good. Yeah. So those are some of the main types of camping. Obviously there's a lot of different types, but that's just touching upon some of the main ones, especially for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Thank you for finding that. What is it called? Uh, bongo bingo list bingo bongo <laughs> yeah yes thank you for finding that bingo bongo list yeah of course now we've we've heard a little bit about the history of camping and a little unless you skip of, that part yeah that's fair i usually <laughs> skip the parts where i'm talking so i understand but now let's uh let's get into some of the stuff we've actually done so just first is preparing the campsite that's where you, you drive up whenever i go camping everyone else has trucks I drive a car because I don't have a truck. It's very strange being the only person in a car in in the whole area. Well, that's not true. I had my car last time we went camping. You have like a a tall, tall SUV. No, it's not an SUV. It's it's a car that's raised up, essentially. Oh, my Subaru. Love it. Mine's a hatchback. Yours is like, I got it. Yours is just a regular car. Yeah, I don't have a lot of storage space. Yeah. So we're packing the back seat full of stuff. I I understand why you drive drive a truck. It's easier to drive off-road and it's also uh more storage space. Mm-hmm. Uh but I can't afford one. So you drive in, you you find your stuff, you put up your can you put up your tent after a long drive usually. And then I don't know a lot about it, but you got to prepare for the rain. Apparently, you uh, have to put a tarp under your tent otherwise you'll drown. Very important tip. If we're putting a tarp under your tent, tuck it under your tent, though. You don't want the tarp to stick out from your tent. You want it to be tucked under because if it rains and it's out, the rainwater will mm. get into the your tent, essentially, from the tarp. It'll okay, just gather the tarp. Okay, the tarp will funnel it into yeah. the bottom of your tent. Exactly. Oh, I've never understood why you have to do that. Now it makes sense. Yeah. Thank you. Good tip. So, yeah, I don't. Uh, there's not a lot to say about preparing campsite. It's important. I don't know a lot about it. I usually just coast off of the entrails, no coattails of people who are better at camping than me, Mm -hmm. like Katie, like me. (laughs) Yeah. Cooking, cooking when camping is complicated because you don't have microwaves or stovetops. Unless you're in an RV or glamping. That's true. (laughs) Yeah. Last time we went camping, we could have microwaved things if we wanted to. But yeah, some people bring grills. Not last time. Sorry. No, that was rude. the time before. Yes. We went yeah. camping with a lot of people with very, very fancy RVs um, mm-hmm. that were basically larger than our houses. And uh, they had everything in it. Mm-hmm. One of them had a fireplace inside. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. So usually you're given a fireplace with a rack on it so that you can cook right onto the onto the fire pit. Yeah. And it's like a grill top. Yeah. Uh, and s'mores mm. are fantastic. Love s'mores. You just get the marshmallow and you burn it or whatever. How do you like your s'mores? Do you do you burn or do you do you, uh, what's it called? Like spit roast? I don't know. I like I like a nice burnt marshmallow. A lot of times it's by accident. But then I'm just like, eh, it's on fire. <laughs> and I let it go for a bit until it's like. I hate it when it's burnt on one side and not melted even on the other side. So I like to kind of cook thoroughly through. 
So I do oh. like to try to get it circulated in that fire. Um, but then so, if it catches on fire, that's great. Whatever. Okay. So you like, you cook it first, then sear it. Yeah. By lighting it on fire. That's like the perfect marshmallow to me. <sighs> okay. That's interesting. And then I use a full half of a Hershey's bar. None of this, oh. like, oh, just one little square, like some people have done, or like two or whatever. We <laughs> grew up with a entire half of a Hershey's bar. Mm-hmm. Not you a go through the You go through those chocolates very quickly. Yeah. Um, also, you can also experiment with different types. I've done dark chocolate. That's fantastic. Yeah. I think I've done it with uh, peanut butter cups, which is pretty cool. Whoa. That sounds yeah. really good. Mm-hmm. Heck, you could probably put like heck. heck, you could probably do like a peanut butter jelly s'more if you wanted to. Nope. Nope, you can't. I'm okay. good with just My chocolate, bad. chocolate peanut butter. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how a cooked marshmallow would taste on a hamburger. I'm sure it's been done. I'm sure. It'd be interesting. I'd try it. Uh s- spider hot dogs are cool too. You you cut the, the ends of the hot dogs in, in quarters and then you cook it and it turns it like reaches out i don't know how to explain it it looks like spider legs you're just cooking a hot dog on a stick though and eating it basically which is kind of cool so there's like stick cooking that you can do on fires use the Mm -hmm. grill that they provide um if you have a can of something you could put that right in the fire like if can't beans or something you could cook it by just putting it right into the embers of the fire and stuff like that have a nice don't put your hand don't put it with your hand but you know a little grammar or something like that. <laughs> and then coffee is the last thing I wanted to mention. Coffee on camping is difficult. Have you ever heard of cowboy coffee? Yes. I don't remember what it was, though. I've never done it, but I've gathered you boil water, throw in the coffee grounds, let it oh, sit for a while. Yeah. And then you crack an egg in the pot and put it in the pot. And it's supposed to like absorb the coffee grounds so that you don't have any left in the... Uh, in the fluid of water, I guess. It's very strange. I'd like to try it someday. It probably isn't very good. <laughs> then being close to wildlife is a very important part of camping. It's probably my one of, one of the most interesting parts for me. Because you're just amongst nature. You're amongst the trees and stuff, which is awesome. But you also, you know, got raccoons. Well, I guess you have raccoons outside. But you're not, like, with the raccoons when you're in your house. You're, like... Yeah. In your house while the raccoons are outside. There's raccoons, squirrels, birds, deer, bears, foxes, different parts of the moms. countries. Yeah, different parts of the countries will have different wildlife, I'm sure, that um that are willing to hang out with you. Yeah. Apparently I rubbed up against a skunk once. Oh, I forgot about the skunks. <gasps> yes. There we went camping somewhere and there was there was a metric <laughs> shit ton of skunks around this campsite. Um, there was a lot of them. And Kyle was like the first one to say, there's a skunk freeze where you are. Don't move. And then um, as soon as he wasn't paying attention, he was on a scooter. He was standing there holding a scooter and then a skunk rubbed up against him and he screamed through his scooter and ran away. So he did the opposite of what he would tell all of us to do every time there was a skunk. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, but you didn't get sprayed. Oh. So it was good. Those were very domestic skunks. Yes. They were they were very, very chill. There was also a time that we went camping that uh I got bit by a chipmunk because Whoa. we were we were little kids at the time. And um 
you know, kids go off and do their thing and go crazy when they're camping because there's no rules. And uh, we were feeding the chipmunks grapes, I believe. And a chipmunk thought my finger was a grape and bit into <laughs> it and it very easily sliced through my finger. Ooh. I was bleeding immediately. That's scary. But I don't know if anything like, you know, just do chipmunks get rabies? I don't know. All, all that happened was I got a Band-Aid on and it was fine. Like, it was little teeth. Um, I think rabies is fairly rare. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. Yeah. Uh, but, you but know, yeah. I, I'm okay to this day. That was really, really long time ago. And um, I'm here still. I'm not a chipmunk yet. So. But uh, what's a chipmunk thing? What do chipmunks do? Yeah. And they eat grapes and bite people's fingers. <laughs> And Katie does some of those things, but that's, that's the only side effects. They run really fast too. They climb trees. I don't think you do those things. Um, With wildlife though, too, you do have to be careful when you are camping with your food. You need to keep your food in a vehicle or somewhere that they can't get it. Not in the tent with you because then bears will be like, oh, what's this food? And then, oh, a human snack and eat you too. Mm -hmm. So you have to be very careful (laughs) with food. That was the best bear impression. <laughs> you really got into the headspace of yeah. the bear. I, I I've did, never I been bit by a bear. I've been bit by a chipmunk, <laughs> not a bear. So don't know quite how to act like a bear. <laughs> um, yeah. So I've never I've never seen a bear camping of you. I, I think I have ooh, from ooh. a distance. Um, and I think it was in the Allegheny region. And I was in a cabin camping that time, actually. I didn't even mention that as a type of camping in the cabins um yeah I, I think there was a bear there uh i had a run-in with a fox one time when i was walking a dog i believe i was with mom and we were walking down a pathway and there was a fox and we just froze and the fox just stood there what did it say <laughs> <laughs> okay and then we were like oh no we gotta get away from this fox so essentially the fox just stood there when foxes a lot of times <laughs> they run they're they're like sneaky like i don't want to be seen type of animals but this fox was just staring at us so we, it was like holy crap there's people but yeah. what if they have food yeah so we we mm. had to turn around and go back the other way not the fox the fox was just standing there but um oh yeah it was a well maybe it had rabies i don't know if they can get rabies but oh um yeah this was a fox that was very brave yeah the only other thing i have written for for wildlife is just weird noises in the middle of the night remember one time me you and uh dad <laughs> went camping and we we heard like it sounded like a tiger i don't think it was but oh. it sounded like a tiger like 3 or 4 a.m right outside our camp and we could hear it walking and it making it like tiger noises like wow wow <laughs> I think it was a chip, uh, not a chipmunk. I think it was a raccoon. Chipmunks I don't know what sound very raccoon. Evil sounding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we got a couple more. Yeah, nature-based activities. So this is like why a lot of people go camping. I'm sure where you get you're in nature. Might as well do some some activities that are better in nature, like hiking. Hiking in a city is not. It's just walking. Yeah. Uh, and boating in a city is difficult. I also have fishing listed. I've never gone fishing, not yeah. at least in the last 10, 15 years. 
but that's a good good time to go fishing but in particular hiking is like my favorite i love going hiking hiking is like one of my favorite activities i like it and then obviously a lot of campgrounds have like lakes or water that there's some part of so you can go swimming or kayaking or canoeing not me anymore had a bad experience with that um yeah that type of thing fishing mm-hmm. uh just a couple more things and do you have any other nature-based activities you'd like to talk about nah yeah all right sleeping for some reason humans have to sleep and that's true when you're camping so sleeping you, you know depending on the type of camping you're doing has a has a huge difference personally it's just sleep on an air mattress in a tent and you're usually a little bit too cold but it's fine because well, blankets are nice it also depends on what time of year you go camping because it could be that's really true. hot as well yeah that's true um another couple couple of interesting things about night it's super freaking dark it's hard to it's hard to express how dark it is when you're camping because there's maybe one light source at the bathroom and that's like anywhere from 50 to like 300 feet away yeah it gets and dark and you hear noises that you don't mm-hmm. hear during the day that are seem especially loud at night and yeah it can, can be kind of scary especially if you told ghost stories or <laughs> drank a little bit freak yourself out you know that type of thing so mm-hmm. so i have some fun stories with that um my in my notes me as a bear with friends is what i wrote down he's <laughs> <laughs> a chipmunk and a bear now so okay. i guess i i guess i was acting as a bear Um, I went camping with some friends and we were in two separate tents and in the middle of the night, we, we had been drinking a little bit. So I had to use the facilities in the middle of the night and I found the facilities. But when I came back, I got a little discombobulated and lost and I ran into my friend's tent (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, realized, whoops, that's not my tent. And kind of like hit it and was just like, whoa, little scrambling <laughs> and then went in, into my tent. And then the next morning brought it up that I had run into their tent and they're like, oh my gosh, we thought it was a bear. And we were like, <laughs> they woke me up and they said, just be still. I think there's a bear outside. <laughs> and they were freaking out. Oh. And it was just me stumbling around our camps, like getting lost that I terrified them. So that was me as a bear with friends. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. Cause you know, you, you just, if you're in your tent and it's dark out and you hear rustling and something hits your tent, you're like, I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing. So we went camping last year or two years ago at this point. Oh my goodness. So Kyle and his fiance Alicia were in a different tent. Me and my partner, Ian, were in a different tent with the dog. And I was cold in the middle of the night. And Ian said, hug the dog. And then Kyle said, Ian, what did you say? (laughs) But yeah, that was one thing. Because I guess at that point, Kyle, you were freaking out that there was wild animal noises happening around your (laughs) tent. And you thought yeah. Ian was alerting me of like a wild animal or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so you kind okay. of were freaking out at that point. And on that same night, very same night, probably like a half hour later, all of a sudden <laughs> we hear a trombone noise. <laughs> it was going around. We believe it was a trombone, someone playing a trombone on a boat near the campgrounds mm-hmm. 
and it was so echoey and loud and it was so weird and random because we just weren't expecting to hear a trombone at like three in the morning <laughs> it was very strange i thought it was a bear playing a trombone but that was, was classic i'm 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 upset and very 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 happy that that person decided to boat around the lake <laughs> playing a trombone in the middle of the night like all the campers near the water would be like damn you trombone you know like <laughs> Oh. As, as people say call the com- damn trombone. You trombone. <laughs> call the trombone police and stuff and <laughs> yep. get it taken care of get his trombone license revoked yeah mm-hmm. so those are those are the, the big nighttime stories that i have all right my favorite thing about camping though is probably just the relaxing nature of it like you spend a lot of time cooking and and preparing and stuff, but it's all it's all chill things. It's it's not like you're you know organizing spreadsheets, balancing payrolls, whatever you do. Uh, as as one fu- usually does. Yep. Yeah, it's more interesting work. You don't have to design circuits or whatever. It's it's uh it's a little more what is it called rustic rustic work. <laughs> yes. And I. I I either don't have cell phone service or just leave my cell phone in the tent all day. And just having that disconnect from, from like the craziness of society is, is probably my favorite part about camping. And it's so nice. Uh, And in that regards, chilling by the fire every night, you know, you, you get the fire for cooking and then it gets dark. So you just sitting by the fire, maybe drinking, whatever. And you're just chilling and talking, telling stupid ghost stories. It's it's so fun. It's such a nice time. Yeah. I I like it, the fire aspect of it. And it's just nice to even just stare at a fire for some reason. Like it just mm-hmm. moves in different ways. I like to read by the fire. And then chilling by the water, just sitting down enjoying the, the views. We're going so, camping this summer where we have a campsite right on the water. And I'm pretty excited. Crap. We can look at the fire and the water. One eyeball can be looking at the fire and the other eyeball can be looking at the water. And we can relax twice as efficiently. Oh my gosh. That sounds complicated, but also relaxing. That's all I have to say about relaxing. It's, yeah. it's, it's nice. Relaxing. It's, it's nice. probably the main reason I like to go camping. I like that it's a getaway, but it's also an affordable getaway. And that, you know, once you get your base of supplies that you need, you have them, you own them. So you can bring them all the time. And it's fun to just be outside all the time as well. We should go camping. We will we should do a podcast while we're camping. No, that would be awesome. No. <laughs> we've we've learned to appreciate camping from our camping experiences growing up. And that's why camping has been such a big part of the weeks of our lives. If you have any stories like the topics we've covered today, email us at weeksofourlives at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at weeks underscore of our lives. Listen, subscribe, and review. This podcast is produced by Katie and Kyle Weeks and edited by me, Katie Weeks. Thank you to Alicia Rodriguez for our amazing logo. And to Kieran Walsh, my good friend, for our amazing theme music. Thank you for listening and have a good week. Katrina, have you ever seen them? We'd our lives.